mankind. And uh, it's very encouraging to be reminded that wisdom does cry and that God's wisdom is available in this world. Although a great majority of people reject it, a great majority of people are turning away from it, uh, and a great number of people are in opposition to it, the fact of the matter is it's there, it's available. You can have it at any time, and any time you're willing, God will give it. Doth not wisdom cry and understanding put forth her voice? She standeth in the top of the high places, by the way in the places of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in at the doors. And unto you, O men, I call, and my voice is to the sons of man. God wants us to... Uh, learn his wisdom. God wants us to uh, listen to wisdom and hear its cry. So let's ask God to help us to hear its cry tonight and learn the lesson God would have for us at the end of this chapter. Father, I thank you that um, you that there is wisdom in this world, that it's available, that it is uh, crying out to mankind, um, and and that it's available to us on a daily basis. And thank you, Father, for that wisdom and what we've already learned. And, and may we be stirred and challenged this evening to make it our own and to see how important it is and what's resting on it. And we'll thank you for your help as we look at this important matter. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Something I forgot to do, I need to mention. I, I, and I hate to do this because I just wanted to keep going, but... Um, Saturday, I want to remind you that we're going to be going, uh, Lord willing, to Bible Literature and Missionary Foundation. So um, 8 o'clock, meet at our home if you're interested in going. Uh, let me just, just note, I know Slusters are going. I, Sam had mentioned he was going to be going as well. Are there others? All right, deals, you're going to plan to go. Ah, days, all right. Are, are you going to, you can meet us at the Loves, at the Loves, right? Is that what we're going to do with the Umsteads? Same with you, Sam, I guess. The, the Love's gas station on right off of 65, that'll save you from coming all the way into our place. You can go Bear Creek. Do you know what I'm talking about there, the exit? Okay. Um, probably about 825, I think, something like that, 820, You'll be there. Okay. Very good. Great. Looks like we'll have a... Okay, so you're just... Okay. All right. And I know the Slusters are going to... Well, we're going to just caravan that way. So, all right, and we'll pile anyone in that wants to do that. And uh, others, if you just want to follow, we'll kind of just caravan there. That would be excellent. Look forward to that time. And the other thing I also needed to mention, I, and I didn't, is just uh, thank you for Sunday night. I appreciate that greatly. Uh, enjoyed and appreciate everyone who had a part in either bringing things or uh, just uh, the kind gift that you gave us, the card. Uh, Always enjoy reading those comments through. I do read them. Yes, okay. So if you write something smart, I will read it, okay? Just want you to know that. And there are a few people that do those kind of things. I won't mention any names, but um, uh, no, anyway, I just I do greatly appreciate um, all that you've done and the kindness you've shown to us. And, um, and thankful God's given us another year of ministry and, and, uh, and life to serve him, so. By his grace, we'll continue to serve him here. So, and we're thankful for you and, and rejoice in your kindness to us. Now, look, if you would, at verse 32. Here's where we pick up where 
Uh, God says this, now therefore, so we're coming to, if you have your outline still, believe it or not, and there were still some out there, the last point, which is the conclusion of wisdom. And actually, right at the start here, we're confronted with that. Now, therefore, all right, because of everything wisdom has been saying up to this point, hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. But he that sinneth against me, wrongeth his own soul, and all that hate me, love death. There is a very important message as we come to the end of this section dealing with the matter of wisdom. Now, l- let me say this. This is not the conclusion of wisdom because the whole book of Proverbs is a book of wisdom. It's not the conclusion of wisdom because chapter 9 is going to once again address the topic in a very interesting way, one that, quite frankly, I hadn't seen but, but finally came to understand in, the, in that chapter. But he's concluding this portion of, this, of what we would call this chapter and as he is dealing with wisdom and he's expressed so many different lessons and taught us in the last few verses right before this that, that the wisdom of God has always been. It's eternal. It's been with God. And that it was involved in the creation of the world. And it's exhibited in creation. And, and it's extended to his creation. As we've seen all those things, we come to this conclusion that says, all right, make it important to your life. Make Wisdom, vitally important, something you desire, you long for, you look for. Here are some of the things he shares with us um, in the matter of wisdom. If, if God has wisdom and wisdom is crying out, then he wants us to have it in our lives and we need it. So there are two thoughts that are presented here. First in verse 32, first thing he tells you, now therefore, what's the next word? And you put it in your outline. Hearken to it, all right? Hearken to it. Now, this is a message that we've already heard numerous times in Proverbs, so there's not a lot to say about it, except do you remember what the word hearken or hear means? Okay, maybe we do need to say something about it. (laughs) This word isn't just, okay, listen. Okay, turning your ear toward it, we we could probably say that. Pay attention would certainly be uh, part of the understanding. All right, the word means hear intelligently. So it's not just that you could repeat what your parents said. You remember that? Yeah, I heard you. You remember those instructions. Come on, you remember those days when you answered your parents? Yeah, I heard you. Uh-huh. Did you really hear what I said? Yeah, you told me this. You can repeat the words, but hearing intelligently does give us the idea, the mentality of what is spoken of here is someone who is is listening intently. He's not just, you know, got the paper up. Yeah, I heard you. But he is, he's put the paper down because, because wisdom is speaking. He says, I want to hear everything you have to say. Teach me. Show me. That's what it means when God says to hearken to wisdom. Let this message fall on open ears and open mind. Don't just know that wisdom is 
uh, uh, ready and a reality and available, but give yourself to hear its cry. Listens for its voice. You know, it, it's always heard. I think in reality, if, if this is a, I, I know we're, we're talking about a poetic, poetic picture here in chapter eight, but if wisdom is pictured as one that's crying, then the idea would be that if we're sensitive to it, we will hear it. I think in, in much the same sense we could say, and, and this is not dealing, this passage isn't dealing with the Holy Spirit, but if God's spirit is teaching us how to walk, and if God's spirit wants to bring forth fruit, then we need to listen to him. He's communicating with us. If we're not supposed to grieve him, there's got to be a way we can hear it. And that is the, the intent here. It's okay, I'm ready. God, I'm listening. Tell me, show me what I need to do. And it's so wonderful when we have that kind of attitude that says, all right, God, you've got wisdom. It's crying out, but I don't, I don't know if I'm hearing the voice. Teach me that when I have that kind of hard attitude, God teaches, God instructs, and he gives me wisdom. And it's wonderful to see when he does that. Have you been in a, well, Brother Deals was talking about that. There were situations, what do you do now? I mean, it wasn't that he planned to get into a car wreck this week and uh, that he had to get a car and, and make decisions totally because of, uh, the plans were all changed. But it's evident from what you said that God gave wisdom as you prayed and, and that God opened doors. And it's a wonderful thing to know that, that God's wisdom is out there and that, uh, and that it's not like hid in some box somewhere, but that if we'll ask for it and we have a heart that says, I am ready to hear it, God, that he is ready to pour it out and help us understand it. Um, in a, in a great way. So uh, that's what he tells us now. Therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. In verse 33, he says, hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. And the same word is used there when, he, when it's, in, it's interpreted or it's translated here. So hearken and hear are the same word in both verses. And it emphasizes again, here we have a second call to this. Listen intelligently. And um, it's followed there by a, a warning. The first time, it's followed with a positive message. Blessed are they. If you listen intelligently, you will be blessed. I can guarantee it because wisdom is crying and it's going to help you in life if you have that kind of that kind of ear for it. But on the other, or but as well, notice this. You got to hear instruction. You got to listen intelligently to, to instruction and be wise. And you have to be careful because, you know, when it starts to come, it's, it may very well give you a message you don't want to hear. You know, God's wisdom, God's wisdom, quite honestly, many times is absolutely contrary to a number of things. First, what the world tells you. I mean, absolutely 180 from what the world would tell you to do. It's also 180 degrees different than what your flesh wants to do. And so God says, okay, if you have this here, this here intelligently attitude, if you have the, I want to hear it, make sure that when wisdom does speak, you don't refuse it. And you don't say, okay, I've heard it, thanks, Lord, but I think this is a better way. And 
And let me tell you that our, our flesh wants to do that. And so often our nature just, okay, we may know, God may even give us this wisdom, but then we get to the place where we say, oh, but if I do that, this might happen. Have you ever been in one of those situations where maybe, okay, let's let, try to think of a scenario. Okay, you got an issue with a, with a relative. You had a fight. And the relative maybe is um, just really just laying into you about the whole matter. And you're trying to handle it in a right way. And you say, God, I need wisdom. I need to know how to handle it. And so as you're going through Scripture, you see a number of principles God tells you not to take vengeance. Leave vengeance with God. Um, and then um, uh, he tells you, uh, as much as life in you, live peaceably with all men. Well, in order to do so, this is God's wisdom, in order to do so, you're going to have to, okay, you might even use the term grovel, you know? You might, you might have to kind of just do what you can to make for peace, and that's not fun. And there's always the danger where when you've heard it, you might just say, okay, I don't know if I really want to do that. And so we need this kind of heart that says, I'm going to hearken to wisdom. And whatever it is, I will do it. Now, I love these two verses because it gives us the, these, these two. Don't refuse it. Accept it. Because if you do, then there's great blessing. And maybe we could picture that this way. Uh, and it may sound foolish, but picture a briefcase full of precious gems providing all that you need to live a fulfilled, happy life. But this briefcase is going to take great effort to acquire. Now, if you choose and you're willing to put forth the effort, the way may be hard, but you can get this, if you would, this briefcase of gems if you're willing to do what wisdom tells you. Now, um, you would kind of think, well, that's a no-brainer. I should want that. Yeah, but our flesh is very strong. But here's what God says. I, I've got this, this briefcase of blessings. I got a suitcase of blessings. I got a, I got a whole trunk of blessings that I want to bring your way, but you will not get them if you don't listen to wisdom and follow it. That is the concluding message of this chapter. Verse 33 again tells us, hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. There's an anticipation we need to have. So hearken to it. And then we could use the word because verse 34 brings it out uh, again. Blessed is the man that heareth me. So hear it. Hear it. The happy man makes a choice to hear. He makes the decision to go where wisdom is. By the way, blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. Here's a, an interesting thought, but where, where are you looking for God's wisdom? Often when we seek counsel, we seek, I said something about this Sunday, didn't I? I think I did I said something about it. We ask the people that will give us the answer we want to hear. 
And it may be a Christian person who does that. I mean, like we were talking about, if I wanted to buy a tool or something to that effect, that, that's a little silly illustration. But when it comes to dealing with matters and dealing with issues, like we have an, a relative issue. Let's go back to that. We got this problem. So, so who am I going to talk to? I'm going to talk to someone who's sympathetic to my side. And they may be a Christian. So I can say, well, so-and-so told me that what I thought I should do is good. But when God talks about wisdom being given, he's talking about someone who's at the post of his, his doors and waiting and ready to hear from, from God, not from men. Now, men may help us to understand God's wisdom. They may open our eyes to it. But we have to make sure that we're not just seeking to hear, to get someone who, you know, as, as um, Paul told uh, Timothy, you know, people who will tickle the ears that will make us say the things that we want to hear rather than someone who will say, thus saith the Lord. Uh, you know, it's not an error for us to say this. Every day you have an opportunity to come to the gates and waste, wait at the post of wisdom's door. You realize that? Every day, which, mind you, is a privilege that just a couple hundred years ago, Christians didn't have. They didn't readily have Bibles like you and I do. You can get a Bible anywhere at any time. They didn't have the Word of God like that. Most people would have to go to church probably to hear it or copies that were made by hand before the printing press, which would have been a little bit longer than that, a couple hundred, probably about four or 500 years ago. But you and I daily have the privilege of just going and, and at the, sitting at the post of the doors of God's wisdom and opening and, and getting instruction. And you know what's amazing? Seriously. That, that Christians won't do that. When we talk about being so busy, talk about all the things that are going on, and, and God reminds us in this chapter, in everyday life, you need wisdom, and it's, it's crying. It's there. You just got to avail yourself of it. You got to be where it's at. And, and so can I give you the reminder that you need this book every day? And can I also give you the reminder, it's Wednesday night, I know, it's a Wednesday crowd. But you need church. Because it's, that's where wisdom's, those are wisdom's gates. And that's where it's going to be found when the word is preached. And so may we take that seriously, hear it. All right, why? Okay, blessed is the man that heareth me. For whoso findeth me, verse 35, findeth life and shall obtain, attain favor of the Lord. So hear it, why? Because finding brings two things. What are they in verse 35? Life and, and favor. So put those things down. Finding brings life in favor. Now, what kind of life? We're going to see in chapter 9, abundant, full life. Um, length of days. 
And that certainly is the intent when he says, when you find it, you'll find life. We could also say, without a doubt, abundant life. Because God's wisdom is going to lead to that, and it always does. But I like that last, that last statement because it not only encourages me with the truth that, hey, fullness of life and, and, and length of days, and that all comes with, with wisdom. But there's something else that when I am hearing God's wisdom and when I'm applying God's wisdom, then I also know that I have the ear of God and, the, if you would, the favor of God so that I can come boldly to the throne of grace and find mercy to help in time of need. I'm thankful God is a merciful God and we can come even when we've sinned. But there is a, there is a sense in which an obedient child of God has the favor of God upon his life. And I don't know about you, but that's where I want to be. I want God's favor. I want to be able to come to God and pray knowing that I've been listening to your wisdom, God, and I can't do anything about this situation. I just I need you to work on my behalf. And know that God is going to be apt to answer that. When I think of that, I, th- I what, just name come, George Mueller. Here, here's a guy who numerous times just prayed for God to provide things that he couldn't provide. As he had an orphanage and many children to care for, so much so that they had no provisions, at least two or three times had no provision of milk for the, the children for the next day. And yet, here is a guy who could go to God and have favor with God because he was seeking God's wisdom. And, and God would cause a, a breakdown of a milk truck right out in front of their place. And it would be offered. Or someone would come with groceries that very day when, when those things were needed. And God provided. You know why? Because God, God looks favorably upon and works favorably toward those who are hearing his wisdom. But we would be remiss if we didn't bring out verse 36 because it's there. And so what does God tell us? He that sinneth against me, this is really powerful. You're hurting yourself when you say no to wisdom. You're, you're, wrong against, you're wrong against your own soul. I mean, who, would, who here would play Russian roulette? I don't know about you, but I got enough brains not to do something like that. Of course, you wouldn't have many if you had the wrong, you were playing that game. But, you know, I mean, even I have enough brains to say it isn't worth the risk. When we have an attitude that says, I don't want God's wisdom, or we reject God's wisdom, or we're not willing to listen to it, if to sin against that wisdom wrongs your own soul. You are hurting yourself. Do you realize this? Seriously. Christians who don't read the Bible are wronging their own soul. Christians who don't come to church are wronging their own soul. Christians who aren't seeking to find out what God would have them do 
His will done are people who are wronging their own soul. And that's not what I, I, I say. It's not what I think. It's what God tells us. They're playing Russian roulette because God doesn't take lightly someone who will not listen to his wisdom. And he says, they that hate me love death. So hating brings hurt and ruin. Now, he that sinneth against me, the first, that word sin or sinneth means to miss. He that, if you would, uh, misses me, doesn't look for me, doesn't seek me out in any way. You wrong your own soul. Uh, now, uh, it's not hard to find people who hate the wisdom of God. Again, um, just turn on your TV and listen to news coming out of Washington, D.C. Um, they're going down their own path, they're following their own way, and they will receive the fruit of their choice. They're missing wisdom. And a Christian can do the same thing. A preacher was dealing with the subject of, get this, abortion, but he brought out a truth it kind of lays out what's, what is very, uh, put very succinctly in a very powerful way in verses 35 and 36. Here's what he said. The Bible is a pretty absolutist book. All through it are co uncompromising contrasts between a God who is and gods who aren't. Obedience and sin, life and death, blessing and cursing, light and darkness, belief and unbelief, heaven and hell. To our modern ears, it sounds harsh to offer no third way to blessing in life. There's got to be another way. But those who find a third way to respond to God have to torture the scriptures to do so because God has not offered a third option. He's only given two choices. And these two verses tell us that. The same thing that many other places in Scripture, uh, God pictures. There's only two choices on the shelf, as the saying goes. Pleasing God or pleasing self. There's only two ways. Accept God's wisdom and blessing in life. Reject it and ruin and destruction. There is no Third way, there's no middle ground. That's your choice. And by God's grace, it's my prayer that I and everyone in this room will be listening to hear the cry of wisdom this week. And we'll sit at the doors and at the gates and find out what wisdom we need for our daily life. Father, thank you for your word and thank you for the opportunity to close.